When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oi, 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 three points in the gaff. International Football Week. And listen, we're still here, aren't we? You know who it is. It's me, your boy, Pundit Jay, and I'm here with United fan Jay Motty, City fan Mike's. But like I said, it's International Football Week, innit? And the Premier League comes to a halt and all that, do you know what I mean? But the music ain't halting round here. Do you know what I'm saying? We'll keep we'll keep the vibes and spirit nice. Do you know what I'm saying? As, as, as I said a couple of weeks ago, we entered the business end of the season. But listen, some people have the flags out in the window, don't they? Other people are doing the gardening and others are just not really interested in England and all that. But listen, we're going to speak about a few things over the past week or so. So let's get serious in it. Let's turn down the vibes and have a little chat and that, do you know what I mean, before we get back to what we was doing. So listen, I don't know about you boys, but flipping England. Two one was it Switzerland? I caught most of the match, but I just weren't engrossed, lads. I'll be honest with you. I didn't really look, sit down, and, and I were analysing tactics or anything like that. I just looked at it. I saw who was playing and that, and I thought, all right, it's what it is. Do you know what I mean? I, it was like there was a it was a good chance to see the Crystal Palace defender, um, Connor Gallagher, and that. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, overall, uh, England win and that. But it went it weren't nothing to get too excited about. How 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 did you man feel about the match and that? I think you've just summed you've summed up pretty much how I feel about it, bro. I watched a bit of it. I didn't. Yeah. I saw Luke Shaw's goal. Um, I saw a little bit of. I think I saw oh, the first. The first I'm, half. Sure, I'm sure you did. Jesus Christ! I watched it. No, I did. I'm not making it up. I'm not pretending. I don't even care that much. I was at my dad's and he had it on, and I saw the first half, which um, oh, I can't remember the first half or around the, the, the half hour mark, uh, the half time mark. Sorry, end of the first half, beginning of the second half. Um, I saw Luke Shaw's goal. I saw um, I saw the Swiss goal as well because I, I, look, I looked at one point like it was going to get disallowed in it for the AI. I didn't see Harry Kane's penalty. Um, and then it's like you know what? With England, it just does me head in. It's always done me head in. There's always been this anti-United sentiment amongst England fans anyway. And now we have this added drama of like I seen. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. Sorry, but I heard Aaron Maguire was getting jeered when his name was called out, which I thought from an England point of view was a bit weird. And then Luke Shaw scores that goal, and then. It, it seems to cause more drama because he's come out with his comments now and people are saying he's not feeling loved at Old Trafford. And that's, you know, that's got people's backs up. 
And whenever there's England in, uh, games on, it just seems to be drama. And it always seems to be sort of some form of negativity for United. Like we saw it at the Euros where Sancho and Rashford were getting pelters, despite the fact that, you know, Maguire and Luke Shaw had a good tournament. And then even now, like even a friendly, we saw the game not long ago when Harry Maguire put his fingers in his ears. We were talking about that, weren't we? After he scored, that seemed to cause a little bit of a furore. And yeah, and it just seems to be a lot of drama for some. I don't really care that much about, especially not friendlies. I don't even, I'm not bothered when it comes to England friendlies. And, you know, Harry Maguire is obviously, uh, Harry Kane, sorry, is equal Bobby Charles goal scoring record. That's another sort of noteworthy thing. But yeah, I, I couldn't care less. I wasn't even bothered if they won, to be honest with you. Yeah, but this is a thing, isn't it? Like, obviously, Luke Shaw um, made his comments and that um, about whether he felt feels loved or. Yeah, I think he kind of said a comment and kind of tried to backtrack it. And But when you're saying those type of things, them innuendos, whatever you're putting out there, people are going to grasp it in it and run with it. So it was a bit of it was a bit of a funky comment, really, in a sense. You know, I mean, there's really weren't really known. Obviously, he's just speaking his truth, which is fair enough if you're saying, Raj, you know what? When I come to England, I feel like this. When I'm at United, I feel like that. If that's his truth, then that's his truth, isn't it? And nobody can really take that away from him. But at the same time, it is gonna get people talking. And if you've not performed for four out of five seasons or three out two out of three seasons, if you performed like once out of six seasons, then you're just asking for trouble, really, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. What I, but we'll get back to that a second. Because you know what? You know that kid that pays for sprints? What's his name? Mbolo. I remember yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know whether it was the World Cup or Euros a while back. And I looked at him and I thought, and United were linked with him. And I thought, who is this Buffalo up top? There's no way United are linked with this guy here. You can't trap You can't trap, trap the ball. You get me? That's what I was thinking. But then obviously I watched him the other night and I thought, you know what? I'm not saying United should go in from nowhere near, but He's, he's improved, in it? He's improved. And that's one thing that I clocked up. Now, you know what? He's got a bit better, this kid. He's good. He looks more mature in his game. Do you know what I mean? It's what it is. Yeah, I might. It's what happened with Stones. <coughs> like I said, I didn't really see how say that he picked up an injury in the warm And then um, they're saying that he should be all right for the next game. So it's not as serious as the first four. For me, I, yeah, for me, if I was Southgate, I'd just rest him in it. You don't want to take any, any risks. At this stage of the season, but it sounds like it worked serious. I didn't see what happened in the warm up because, you know, like you guys, I kind of I got into it kind of late on, and um, I saw I didn't see Luke Shaw's goal fully enough. Um, <laughs> I saw all the rest of it, though. So, so, so uh, on a serious level, though, right? We're all us free, yeah. We love football, in it. We support our team, boom, boom, boom. So England done well in the Euros. Why are we not interested when England are playing? What is it, lads? Nah, you know nah, nah, Max. I'll let, I'll let you I'm go not, first. I'm, I don't mind watching England play me. I'm, I, I, I don't mind what, watching England play. Um, and like you see, it, it does add more interest when you've got a player out there, someone Foden's out there, or this does a walk, or Sterling out there. You, you just you just keep an eye. But I don't mind. I'd like to see what we all like football. I, I'm not one of them that can't stand it when England's on. Um, I, I can watch it. It's not a it's not a hate for me. Like some people passionately hate international football. I'm, I'm not one of those. So... I won't say it's something that I rush to get into watch, but but I do when it's tournament on because I love tournament football. But when it's a friendly or international qualifiers and stuff, I don't mind it. It it, it fills the time, so that that's kind of my viewpoint on on, on the international thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think like for me, it's a little bit similar. Like I've been to England games. I've been uh one. I went to a friendly at uh, a qualifier at Wembley once. I got free tickets, and I was over in South Africa when we played Germany, and we got beat four one. But I was already over there. So we just made a trip from where we were in Johannesburg to Bloemfontein to watch that game. But I've, I've always had a little bit of... There's, there's been a little bit of sort of something uncomfortable about England. 
some of the fans and you know some of the chants you hear. Obviously, the, the anti-United sentiment, stand up if you hate Man U and all that sort of stuff. I'm old enough to remember Beckham the way he was treated and Rooney and Ronaldo and all that other stuff. And Phil Neville, and it's just sometimes it's a bit of a difficult mix being a United fan in England. There's never seems to never seems to quite gel. But I did. I mean, I did get into it though in the, the World Cup, you know, in 2018. Because it felt like there was a new generation. There was none of that, like John Terry and Steven Gerrard and players that I couldn't stand playing for England. I didn't mind, like, you know, some of the, the likes of Jordan Henderson or whatever. I didn't really, it didn't really bother me. So I didn't really mind the players. They seemed to be have, have a good little atmosphere, a good group of players. And obviously, they exceeding expectations and getting to the semi-final. I got caught up a little bit in that, in the whole hysteria and stuff. So, yeah, I've got a bit of mixed feelings with England. It's, it's one of them where... There's times when I look at it and I go, I can't be doing with it. And there's other times when you think, yeah, I can, I can get into this a little bit. But in terms of friendlies, it's not even a, it's a non-starter. Yeah, flipping out. What about you, um, Pundit? Where do you stand me? on it? You're, you're a football connoisseur. Do you, do you like to sit down and get your pen and paper out and study Southgate's you know tactics? What, <laughs> you know what it is with the England thing, bro? It just interrupts the runnings of the Premier League, and it? That's, that's my annoyance. Don't get me wrong. When it's summertime and there's no Prem and there's tournament, I love it. You get me, like, the vibes, everything, right? Picking the squad, who's going, who should start. All of that is good, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't deny that. It's just when the season's in full swing and you're battling for whatever you're battling for and then all of a sudden England are playing Switzerland in a, not, in a meaningless game, no? Do you get me? Like, it's just meaningless, isn't it? It's just been flipping out. Two weeks with no ball just for England to turn up against Switzerland. and Like, what are we learning, in it? Like, obviously, it's England doing their thing for England. But, yeah, so I think it's just more the interruption. Do you know what I mean? That kind of does does mind nothing. Do you know what I mean? But other than that, like I don't, I don't, I don't mind England, innit? But I'm not an avid, like passionate, get the flag out and all that when when England are playing. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't yeah. one of them type of guys. Do you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But like stepping off England for a set um, rivalries. Obviously, there was a video floating about. I think Mike, you've seen it as well, innit? Where a kids talking about rivalries these days and they're talking about, oh yeah, well most of the clubs, top clubs in the Prem want City to win the league just so their main, actual main, main rival doesn't win it. So he was basically trying to say that actually no one really cares about City, in it Because everyone just wants them to win it. So the, so the brethren down the road can't celebrate if it was a Scouts or a Cockney, Chelsea fan or, do you know what I mean? Whoever it is. So I don't know what you like, make of this, in it But personally, I just think the kid was all over the place with his argument, in it Because I, you're supposed to care about your team, in it So him saying... People don't care about City. Well, Arsenal fans, United fans, Liverpool fans, whoever else fans are not supposed to care about City, innit? Do you know what I mean? That's my take on it. You're supposed to care about your own club, innit? Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if it's just a modern thing or what, but I don't like it, bro. Yeah, man. I think, I think that, like, I think he was sort of skewing the argument a little bit. I think, like, there is a certain degree of truth to the fact that, and I've said it myself on this podcast, I don't want City to win the league, obviously. I'd, I'd rather any City, any team, sorry, win the league other than City other than Liverpool, that's the only one team I'd rather see win the league less than City is Liverpool. So it's mm. not a case of like, oh, I don't mind City winning the league or I'm okay with City winning the league. I'm not. You know, when Chelsea were top of the league and it looked like United were falling away, I was like, if Chelsea win it, I won't, I won't be bothered about that. I don't particularly like him, but I haven't got any history or rivalry with him. I can live with him. Mm. And I thought, actually, yeah. if Tuchel pulls this one out of the bag, I'll, part of me was thinking I'll be buzzing because United ain't going to win it. And if City mm. and Liverpool don't win it and Chelsea win it, that's, that's all right, happy days. Well, or content days, if you can say that. But the idea that I'm all right with City winning it is not, not nonsense. I'm gutted that we're already at this point now where it's like, I'm trying to do this mental sort of gymnastics thinking, okay, what's the worst case or what's the best case scenario out of 
City or Liverpool winning the league and then who who can we want to win the Champions League or oh, I'm pinning all my hopes on Real Madrid or whatever. It's just, it's horrible. So yeah, I think there's always going to be that thing of, okay, Arsenal fans might have more hatred towards Chelsea and, you know, Everton fans and United fans will have more hatred towards Liverpool, but that doesn't mean you want City to win the league. I think that's sort of exaggerating it a lot. And there's a lot of people out there who will look at City and Mike's will know more about this than I do that they'll be jealous and won't want City to win the league. You know, some of the clubs that haven't had the the, the success that City have had and have sort of, you know, stayed struggling or whatever. G, you've, you've nailed it on the head. Yeah. All it is for me, yeah, is, is, is coping strategies. Because there's no reason, there was absolutely no reason for him to go. Obviously, he might have been asked a question and he thought, actually, and he's observed and thought, yeah, no one's bothered about City. But it's coping strategies. We've had, you know, it's, I find it quite funny, in it? Because this year we've had City are boring. We've had, they've got no rivals. We've had all kinds of fists to kind of dismiss what city you're about in it, and it and it's just a continuous thing. Which to me, it don't really, it don't, it don't really bother me. But I just rather than admit that we're just not as good as city. There's nothing we can do about it, and just move on because that's really what they're thinking. Because let's just be honest, if we were going head to head, because I don't think Liverpool fans think that if we were going head to head with a lot of these other teams and they thought they was in our league, they'd care about it because we're, we're going to stop their success in it. But because they're not competing at our level, they can't, they can't, um, they've just disregarded us as a, as a direct rival or competition. But it's funny though, because every time we go to these teams and we spank them, yeah, you want to watch a fan come after the game and you'll see how much people do care about City. We've had big man crying after the happy matches. So it's a load of nonsense and stuff. You get me? Like, even like when we get beat to Spurs, we got to speak to Spurs the other day. And Sky do this all the time. When we lose a game in a season, Sky Sports get diddy, add it to Premier League years or Arisen straight away. And that, and you're thinking, well, the other season's over. We go on to win something. And it's a case of, oh, City are ruining football. It's just contradictory arguments all over the place. One minute they don't care, one minute we're ruining football. And all those people that say that don't care, I'm telling you now, they were the first people all over the timeline and all over social media when FFP looked like we're going to get us going, get him, get him, get him. And so I just find it hilarious. And it's just like a bit two-faced, it's a bit, a bit weak-minded as well. Like we, we've, we've kind of resigned ourselves not being as good as them. So anything else that we can do to get them down or get at him, we'll just use it. I, I actually quite, I find it quite funny. So I know some, some of the younger generation of City fans online get a bit upset. What do you mean you don't care about us? I get it, there's a pecking order to everything. Like you just said, you'd rather Liverpool not win it than us. But tell yeah. the truth, tell the truth, G. Yeah. If we were going for our 25th title, yeah. would you feel the same? No, no. Well, it's, it's a good point, Mike, because... Like I think there's there's two things with with Liverpool and United. My my own this is my own personal thing. Yeah, I can't speak for any other United fan. One, they are sort of one behind us on titles, so there's that. And also with the Liverpool United rivalry, and I get listen, I've gone toe to toe with City fans all my life, but there's a real almost a nastiness to the Liverpool hatred that sometimes don't get with City. Like I know a lot, of, I've got a lot of friends growing up with City fans, or a few, not loads, but you know, I've got mates with City fans. I haven't got many mates who are Liverpool fans. And do you know what I mean? It's a little bit like there is a little bit of a nastiness to it. And there's that sort of edge to it with Leeds as well. It's just they're miles away from us and we play them once every 10 years, so it don't really count. So there's that. But you're right. If you was on 25 titles, and obviously I'd be like, oh, I don't want them to win another one. But you can sort of, you've got that. We've got, we've still got that buffer of what, 12 yeah. titles, whatever it is. So it's not that, it's not that bad. It's still not great. And it's still going to hurt in May if you do lift a title. But it's not like 
quite there where it would be with Liverpool. That's the only, only small comfort I get from City winning a league, and it's not much of a comfort, to be honest with you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I completely, utterly, utterly agree with that. Now, you've just hit the nail on the head there in terms of just that little nastiness of rival there in Liverpool. And obviously, any threat to your to your reign if we were coming up on 25,000. And you've got Arsenal fans sat there. There's a lot of Arsenal fans sat out there that are like EE. And actually sat there talking about no history and all the rest of it. In their lifetime, we've won more league titles than them. So, but people seem to forget all this. You know that actually uh, uh, like, Arsenal yeah. fans are, are just the, the worst. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, just, they, 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 they go on about that season, right? That season where they drew twelve games, lost six, got nowhere in Europe, won one trophy. They go on about that season every game like it was the greatest season any club's ever achieved. Unreal. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like you said to me, it, 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 like I say, it's just a, it's just another one to throw out there because I think we've become a bit of in the me- the media have started it. We've become a city become a bit of a an easy target in having pops at and and that. And like say, there, there are some trees around. Probably in London, there probably are people next door to Arsenal fans that are wearing city shirts. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, the, the Cockney guys that I've spoken to have never said they've even seen a City fan in London. And that's why I, sometimes I say to people is that the essence of especially City fans, a lot of them, a lot of them are from the ends. A lot of them are from Manchester. Do you get me? Like, you, and will get to, that, you will get you know that. What I mean? that you will yeah, get that. You will get that. There will be like, you can't have the success City are having. And you, you will get fans all over the country that support City. Yeah, yeah. Just, just on I, that. So there, the there Spurs, will be. I went to 100%. I went to the Spurs game the other week when the Beatles on the way, but straight after I had to I go down, I had to go down to London straight after. Jumped on the train, load of cottons on the train that were City fans. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to admit it on here. <laughs> you should have never said that, yo. Make sure you click that bit, boy. Do you know what it is, right? The, I remember when the MEN did a, like a joke piece on the fact that um, United had put a, a, a train on for 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 Cockney United fans. To go to the back to London after the after the game, you know, like a special train. Like yeah, yeah. Wasn't, and yeah, I mean, it was like, like Mike Keegan or someone had done this. Oh, you know, feeding that uh, City fans will be loving this. And then City have done the same thing. City now have got like, have, or did a thing where they had a train on for for fans getting from from the Etihad to London. Like City fans in London, so you're gonna get that. Of course you are. It's like. It's, yeah, of course. Listen, as your club grows, I mean, exactly. Yeah, as your club grows, you're gonna get you're gonna get fans from all over the place. But obviously, like you said in it, like the Liverpool United thing, and I, I know a lot of people know this anyway. But it ain't even just about football in it. Like it goes way deeper than that in it. Even bro, even in jail, bro. If you ever been in jail and United are playing Liverpool, bro, and you and you're in one of the northwest jails, I'm telling you now, it's a different vibe going off in there, bro. You get me? Because of the rivalry, do you know what I mean? Between the two cities, isn't it? Like, it's not even just a football thing, do you know what I mean? It's a Northwest thing, do you know what I'm saying? So it's deeper than that two, 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 what, 22 men kicking a ball around it. But it goes very deep and it goes way back in the in the day. So sometimes you have to go and do your research and that, do you understand, to understand what actually is behind the rivalry between United and, and, and Liverpool especially. Do you get me? 
I hate to like agree with Max, but he's right. Like the, the a lot of the, the the arguments are seen. There's a lot of jealousy about, it. and also I think like especially in the media, you see this whole thing of people like you know after the I said this at the time after the City Spurs game, you, you'd think Liverpool had just played. Like the whole conversation on the telly was about Liverpool and what yeah. a great result this is for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp will be buzzing and what you know what and I was like Liverpool aren't even playing it's got nothing to do with Liverpool Spurs have just won a football match against City and you're going on about the Scousers for the next ten minutes it's ridiculous and I think there's yeah, that whole yeah. thing as well like the media have this little Liverpool loving so anyone that's sort of you know getting in the way of that they, they, they start giving grief to so yeah it's just boring man I mean listen. There's loads of sort of sticks to start throwing at City, but when you start going on stupidness like, oh, you know, no one cares if they win the title, of course people care to win the title. Do you know what I mean? You care about your own club, you want your own club to win the title. So that argument doesn't even make any any sense, really. <laughs> That's the thing. It doesn't make no sense whatsoever. But it, it, to be fair, I didn't think we'd discuss this stuff like that, but it is how today and it, they're the things that kind of um, at the forefront of today. Like, yeah, I, I like I said, when I seen it, I just found it. I just, I didn't. We're offended as far. It's funny as far. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes, isn't it? But listen, let me ask you a question, right? Because obviously this Haaland decision is coming soon, isn't it? And obviously he's one of the he's one of the top young superstars out there. Well, if you if you were Haaland, no, yeah, because obviously people are sweating on his decision. Is he going Madrid? Is it going even Barcelona? A PSG gonna come in late? City? If you was him, where would you go? Barca, Real Madrid, PSG, or City? Well, depends like what you're looking at. I know you know Mike might disagree, but the, the the biggest clubs there are, are Real Madrid and Barcelona, like in terms of the stature and everything else. That was like, a sorry question. Wait, what about the biggest clubs? No, no. Well, let me get into my answer, Mister Politics. But interrupting me. So if the choice was out out of them four clubs for me, PSG, City, Real Madrid, and Barca, I'd narrow it down to Real Madrid or Barca because they're the two biggest clubs. And personally. Ooh. I'd probably go Barca. I think there's a little bit of a, a romance to Barca that you don't quite get with Real Madrid. The only sort of thing that is, they're in a bit of a more transitional period at the minute than um, than Real Madrid are. Although it does like look like Xavi's got them, you know this crisis that we're in that they were in has soon ended, and it? it soon turned that around. So yeah, yeah Mike, I, think, I, I think it'd be Barca for me if I was a kid, but I don't think, I, answer, think I think he'll end up at City to be honest. Yeah, can you answer this question properly, Mike? So what are you going to be biased? What do you mean properly? To me, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I'd ask myself, I'm up front, going through the middle. Now, you, Jay Motti just said Barca. Do I want Kevin De Bruyne whipping him in or do I want Adam Atriori whipping him in? <laughs> so, that, that's yeah. what I'd be asking myself. So, I know, I know my answer. Who would you prefer whipping him in, uh, Pundit? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I prefer Di Maria, Neymar and Messi, to be quite honest with you, bro. If you're gonna nah, go down going, that road, you get going, me, bro. Going, uh, the the PS the PSG route. Yeah, yeah, you get me, bro. But now on a level though, I think it's a big decision that he's got to make because he's on an upward trajectory. And I believe when you look at it manager wise, I think City have got that in the bag. I don't think there's a better manager than Pep out there. Club wise, like you've just said, Motti, Madrid, Barca, clearly the two biggest there. And then you've got playing staff as well, in it. And you've got PSG there with great playing staff, and you've also got City with great playing staff. So you look at it and you think to yourself, this is a big decision for the kid to make. How old is he? 22 he's going to be in, in, in July. Do you get me? So for him, it's a very, very big... I'm not, I'm not surprised it probably will take a bit longer than probably what people people might think because this is his career as well, isn't it? But I'll be honest with you, Haaland or Mbappe for you, because for me, it's Mbappe, you know. And I'm quite surprised that City are not going all out for Mbappe, to be honest with you, if I'm really honest, because I think he suits City 
probably a bit more in terms of the way Pep likes his multi-positional players. Do you get me? So I don't I, know. I, I don't know how you still think. I think with Haaland, I think something's happening there with City. I do. Yeah. I think that, I know, like, obviously his dad's got that connection. And there was this talk one a few months ago, like, Rayola and Guardiola don't get on, but I think that doesn't matter. doesn't matter that. Like, Rayola yeah. don't get on with anyone. And if you if you pay the money that they want, like, I know he's got a buyout clause, but if you pay the contract that he wants, and, you know, obviously he knows City, he knows England, he knows Manchester, then I don't think that, I don't think the whole, you know, Rayola and Guardiola aren't too, too, too friendly matters one jot. And I just, I don't know, I, I feel like, Real Madrid seems to be all in for Mbappe. That seems to be their main guy. And I don't really see him going for Mbappe and Haaland as well. Barcelona, like I've said, yes, they've, they've sorted out the financial issues to a certain degree, but have they got the, the can they put the wages in place that Haaland's going to cost? Because he's got this buyout clause, his wages are going to be heavy and his, his sign-on fee is going to be heavy. Barcelona got that. PSG obviously haven't got them problems with money. They can do it like you just said, Pundit. They've got the, um, the players there that could be attracted to him. But PSG, French League, it's not the best, is it? It's probably the fourth best league in Europe. Is yeah, that... but that didn't stop, that stop Neymar going there. No, or Messi. Right. You're right, you're right. You know, but Messi's, I think, it's slightly different because Messi's going at the tail end of his career. Isn't it? But you're right about uh, Neymar. He went there when he still had a lot of, lot of years left in the tank. So it, it can happen. Don't get me wrong, it can. I just feel like there is something happening with the in terms of the rumours and the stories you're hearing about Haaland and, and Manchester City and... Yeah, it, it pains me because it's just it's just City getting further away from United if he goes there. But I feel like that's where he'll end up. To be honest with you, yeah, I can I can see. I wouldn't be surprised to wake up in any morning, anytime soon, and see that he signed on at City. What? So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised because the two trajectories matching it. City are on the way up. Haaland's on the way up. It makes sense, and it like it's just one of them. Talking about um, Neymar, though, I don't know if you used to have caught that that documentary. Um, on Netflix, The Perfect Chaos. I watched it the other day still, do you know I mean? I know it's been out probably about a couple of months now, or a month or so. But um, yeah, I found it interesting, you know, with Neymar and that. Obviously, he's one of these type of people. Some people love to hate him. I don't know how anyone can not like him, to be honest with you. He's, one of these, he's an entertainer, isn't he? Come on the scene, does his thing. Santos, a young age, smashing up works, doing his thing. Obviously, he's carried his clubs, he's carried his country, the pressure that's on him. You get me? It led me to thinking it like, in this day and age, in this modern, the modern, the modern day, and they were Neymar boss, what, how many years ago type of thing? Like, the pressure that's on that kid, you know what I mean? Whether it's through his family, his brand, whatever. Obviously, I think his brand employees, 215 people or something mad like that, um, I heard on, 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 the doc, on the documentary, do you know what I'm saying? Who, who he is as a person in Brazil, everything, all the hype you got to live up to, like, are these pressures still there nowadays with these new guys that are coming through? So, Mbappe, Haaland, you, you can look at as the two guys, have they got that same right, you are a cultural icon for a whole nation of people and where, where, where you got to carry this and you got to do that. Or has that just been resorted to, like, Brazilians and that? Like, I know Harry Kane has got a certain amount of pressure being who, who he is in England, but is it really the same as some of these men in it? And obviously, it's true to international. It's just a question that posed to me. I don't know if you used to have seen the documentary, though. I watched, um, I watched the first episode because you, yeah. you, you, you suggested it to me. Um, yeah. and I quite enjoyed it so far from what I've seen obviously got good access and it's interesting he is a bit of an enigma in name or not an enigma he is a bit of a contradiction because all his talent absolutely like you said like a demigod to, to certain yeah. Brazilians and yet almost disliked by even by some people in Paris like they're like a little yeah. bit like is his art in this you know he's always injured and all that sort of stuff I will just say quickly you know, when you said about is there any other player like Neymar I was over in Brazil for the 2014 World Cup Mm. And honestly, right, whenever you turned on Brazilian television, 
he was on there. It was about him. They were talking about him. When you went out in the street, there were pictures of posters, everything. He was like, it wasn't like the Brazilian World Cup. It was the Neymar World Cup. Yeah. And when he got that injury, um, was it in the, was it the quarterfinals? I think he got injured. Um, yeah, and he's back in it. He's back. Yeah, he's back. When um, you'd fit, like people were like, was hysterical, like because that Brazilian team wasn't that great without him as well. It wasn't like a classic Brazilian team. If you look at yeah. some of the other players, they have it. They weren't that great. They got absolutely battered, didn't they, off Germany after he went. Yeah. Um, he got injured. So yeah, I've never seen anything like that with a player. I've never seen it. it was just unreal. I couldn't believe how much sort of expectation and pressure and everything that, that must have been on him. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, you know, that's that's unreal. But I just, for me, and it made it, it made this argument in the documentary. You know, as he fulfilled his potential, he's thirty now, isn't he, Neymar? He's not like yeah. he's, he's he's not a young man anymore. Well, he's a young man, but he's not like a young player. And it's like there, there is a sense that as he wasted a few years in Paris, because what's he really done there? Didn't really, you know, he got to the final, but he didn't do anything. And it's like European uh, Champions League final. So I don't know. I just feel like that goes against him a little bit. That the fact that he went from Barca to Paris Saint Germain. I think people hold that against him because it's like he sort of sold out a little bit almost and didn't mm. quite do what he was meant to do. He's met a goal there and then he said it in his press conference, doesn't he? He says it in that documentary, you know, win the Champions League, that's the goal. And because that's yeah. not happened, I think that's something that people look at him and the injury record and think, is his art in it? And, it, you know, just quickly, like you say, he's a brand, he's, he's, he talks about documentary, he's everywhere. And people hold that against you as well if you're not delivering on the pitch. And, and Paris Saint-Germain haven't really delivered over the last couple of years. Yeah, that's no, one of them mics. What do you think? So it's a, it's a funny one with Neymar because, like you said, I've, I've not seen I've not seen a documentary, so I'm I'm just talking from purely what I've seen. So I think the, the whole some people don't like him. Some people don't like his his antics on a football pitch. In it, like uh, it's one of them. Like some people absolutely despise diving. Then others look at it and think actually, if you're gaining your team an advantage, so what is? And it's one of those one like. Would you rather have him on your team or against your team? And I think you'd be a madman to say I'd rather have him in the opposition side, really. Yeah. Obviously, he's a talented player. Um, yeah, talented player. Obviously, everyone's got their own favourite Brazilian from, from down the years and stuff. And, you know, it's interesting you're saying that he's been thrust into that. I think because of the way the world is today, anyway, the world the way it was when he first burst onto the scene that whole creating an industry around a player was just coming to the fore then. Um, so, if he just come on the scene now, like, who, who's the next Brazilian? Who, who's the next one on the, off the, off the conveyor belt? He's Brazilian-wise, you say, is, is he getting the same kind of um, aura? Yeah, but you, you, nah, but you know why that is, though? Because the talent level's different, isn't it? So, Lima's talent level's way above anything that's coming through now, like Richarlison and them type of cats there. Do you get me? Like, you go through the Brazilian team, yeah, they've got a good few players that are always, they'll always produce talent, but none of them are of Neymar's level. Even Coutinho and them guys, you get me, Firmino, Gabriel Jesus, these men are not near, nowhere near, near Neymar's level. So Neymar had this, remember, he was compared to Pele, you know. And when you go back and when you watch what he was doing at Santos at a certain age, the Brazilian had players like him, since, in a sense, since him, who's come through. Hence why he's been able to hold that throne. For so long, in it, do you get me? I, I've never understood people that don't like him. I've just, I've always found it so intriguing as to this guy epitomizes everything of the beautiful game. And you, you go out there, you do your tricks, and you try to embarrass the opposition and score goals and put on a show. 
entertainment, show business, isn't it? It is what it is. And obviously, I get it with football. Everyone's got their own their own likes and dislikes and all of them type yeah, of things. Yeah, that. So I was going to say, because obviously, I, I mm. half agree with that. Um, but then there's the other part that thinks that there's another side. So obviously, uh, not just the, the, the not just the going down easy, because I, I don't mind that. But mm. what about the whole where a man's brushed past him and all that? And if he's the best player in the world, I don't know, some people believe that there's a certain type of thing that comes with that. So you don't need to do 50 rules because you're better than a guy or whatever and that. And I think yeah. some people take that personally, innit? Yeah, no, I hear it. I think it is exaggerated, but then we have to check it, why he's doing these things. So, for example, when you go back and watch him when he was at Santos, he was getting kicked all over the place, innit? So he had to do certain things. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To, to highlight to the referee, yo, look what they're doing to me. The hacking now, that doesn't mean to say what he's doing is right. But what I'm saying is there's always a reason as to why he might do an extra role than what he was supposed to do because he's been doing it all his life. When he was 14, 15, playing, playing against versus big, big men, a man was just whacking him and all that. He was taking that extra role. Do you get me? Hence why he's been injured so many times. Because people want to kick him in it. So I, I get it to a certain extent, but I understand why, why it angers people and all that. Do you know what I mean? Because people don't like to see a man do 10 roles when really and truly nothing's wrong with him. Do you know what I mean? In that, in that, in, in that sense, I just do it. Bare roly polies for nothing, you know. It, it, do you get is, me? It is a bit ridiculous at times. Like, I get it, like diving and rolling about and all that it happens, but sometimes you do look at it. I just feel like it's weird with Neymar because I don't know, whenever I've seen him, it's like in a big game, so, like there's big games where he just, some games he does turn up, don't get me wrong, but there's always where he doesn't. I don't know, like, I remember the, the, you know, the game at Old Trafford he turned up, but the game in Paris, not the, the you didn't play in the first one, but the one where we won with Marcus's late winner. I think it was um, two hands. Amy just dealt with him throughout the game. He's very quiet. Champions League final. I don't think he really turned up. To be honest with you, I don't know I, I, what you make of it, Mike. You've played him a couple of times this season, haven't you? What's he What's he been like against you lot? Um, in, the one in Paris, he was all right. Um, the one in Paris, he was all right. But generally, we played him in the when we played him. I think it was last in the semi final last year. He's never really. He, he, he springs up and has moments, and that. And it's usually in the games where he has a combination of moments is where he does the most damage. But I, I, I'd be cheeky to say that I don't, he, he doesn't worry me because he does, he's a talented player. But I, there was always that thought of, depending on what side of the bed he gets out of, I'll know whether he's going to be within the game or not. Because like you said, we have had games where we've completely shut him out. And actually, he just loses the ball every two minutes and it's a case of, yeah, he's not at the he's not he's not on it today, yo. So we can we dealt we dealt with him, and it's a case of right there. Obviously. Yeah, but did you win those games though? Yeah, we said because play. I don't think because I don't think we. Huh? I think we played PSG about five or six times in the last thing. I think we've only lost once. Yeah, because what I'm saying is I don't think people even understand Neymar. I think people watch Neymar and they're expecting him to jinx past three people and slam it in the top corner. And if he's not jinking past three people and putting it in the top corner, all of a sudden, oh, he's played rubbish. Oh, he's quiet. Oh, he's not done this, he's not done that. But they're not watching. 
They're not watching the way my man received the ball, laid it round the corner to Mbappe, got it back, and Fred the through ball to Di Maria. But Di Maria then squared it to Verratti to put it in the net. But that was Neymar orchestrating that whole move. But no one will speak about it because he actually didn't assist the goal and he didn't score. They're not watching the way he runs with the ball, turns, spins in behind, checks back, collects the ball, lays it off for a one-two. The ball goes out to the other side of the field and the ball gets whipped in and it's a goal. They're not watching those things. They're just watching for an assist. They're watching for dribbles past four, man. And they're watching for goals. And that's it. And I, I, and I believe like a lot of people watch football like that so they don't understand the intricacies of what the actual player is actually doing on 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 a football. But hence, why I find it difficult when when I when someone says, well, I know used to have not said it, but when people say, "Nah, I don't, I don't rate my man," what you have to explain what you don't rate because I, think, yeah, I that's, don't understand. That's, that's a stretch to say I don't rate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a bit like that's a bit much. Like I've never, I'm, that's not uh, you know one hill I never want to die on. To be honest, you know, with you. Trusting, bro. Some of the, some people say the mad shit out here. You yeah. get me. You think, ah, what is going on there? But yeah. But listen, and that's Neymar anyway. I guess we'll speak about it more often. But listen, before we go, quick time. Um, United managerial hunt talks about they've interviewed Ten Hag. It's a process. They're talking about four candidates and Rike Lopetegui. What, what, what press has he got now? This Ten Hag. <laughs> 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 Ten Hag Listen, man, we're trying, United, United, United are trying, you get me, putting guys through interview processes and all that. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, um, Enrique and... PowerPoint presentation, lads, don't do it! <laughs> don't do it! <laughs> he's got some Fuck cracking slides, them, don't man. you worry about that, eh? He's got it all yeah. planned out. Hey, listen, man. So what, what, what's going on, Marty? Like, what's, what's going on with United here now with, 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 with this ten, ten hard dude and that? Well, he's, he's become flavour of the month, Ali Tanag, and he's, it's got to the point where everyone's like, it's got to be Ten Hag, we have to have Ten Hag. Like, you know, it can't be Pochettino, it can't be Lopetegui, it can't be anyone else. It's got to be him. He's the, he's the answer to all our problems. And I don't know a lot about Ajax. I haven't watched a lot of him. I watched a little bit of him in the Champions League and a couple of other games. I, had a, I spoke to a Dutch journalist the other day, we had him on the channel, and he rates him, he rates Ten Hag, he covers Ajax, and he said, you know, they didn't win a title for four seasons or whatever it is, and he came in and more or less bats about doubles. I think they had a year off because of COVID or whatever, but, you know, they've, they've done they've done well. And obviously, he got to the Champions League semi-final and whatnot. And they were doing well in the Champions League until they got knocked out against Benfica in the group. They were doing really well. But it's just a great unknown. The, the trouble you've got at United is the structure that we talk about all the time. The fact we're so far behind the likes of Liverpool and City and even Chelsea to a lesser degree. So, yeah, I personally want Tanag, but I don't think that you get Tanag and our problems are solved like some people do. I just think that whoever comes in. So why do why do you want why do you want Tanag then? We spoke about it earlier on this season, didn't we? And I think the, it sounds weird, but the, for me, the, the thing with Tanag is I almost don't know whether he could turn it around and win us a title eventually. And it's going to take time, but I almost feel like with Pochettino, I know he can't because I know if I just don't feel like he can go up against Klopp and, and, and Guardiola. I feel like he's just not got that quite in him. Where with Tanag, there might be a chance he can. But there's almost that unknown factor to him because he's done it. He's done well in in Holland, and I know it's a different kettle of fish. I get that, but he has done well there. And you think, okay, can he? Is he? Is he a manager who's sort of on the up? Pochettino last couple of seasons hasn't been great. Didn't win the league last season. Not out the Champions League when he should have gone through against Madrid this season. Um, and I know it's you know they are going to win the league, but it's only the league, and they've not done well in the cup either. The domestic cup, they got knocked out of that. So I just feel like we've got a better chance with with Tenag. Than we have with Pochettino. I mean, I, I speak to people that go, well, Pochettino's got Premier League experience. He didn't get back to Spurs. He'll have more money at United and all that. I get them arguments. 
And it's not like I'm, like I said to you earlier, I don't know a lot about Ten Hag. So I'm not going to sit here and pin my hat on him and go, oh, he's the guy that's going to bring us untold riches. But I just feel like there's that uncertainty that actually makes him more appealing to me, if that makes any sense. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, because, uh, yeah, it's a bit off-key, that still. <laughs> you're telling me you're uncertain, but you want the one guy that's uncertain. You know I mean? like, no, because I feel like, I feel more certain that Poch won't succeed, that he won't. Like, So who do you I, think can succeed, though? Well, this is it. With, with Ten Hag, I feel like I don't know. I feel like he might be able to, but I feel like with, with, with Ten Hag, it's a maybe. Maybe he can get us back to the top. With Poch, I think like it's a no. And all, the other yeah. names getting mentioned, Lopetegui, forget that, and um, Luis Enrique, That's that make, keeping Ralph till, till after the World Cup is stupidness. That's just yeah. stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I personally don't wouldn't even mind that. To be honest with you, I just... Pochettino, I'm with you. I'm not. I've never been a big fan of Pochettino. I think yeah. he's overhyped. I think he's a good coach, though. I think he's a decent coach. But when you're talking about winning titles ahead of Klopp and Conte and Pep and Tuchel and them, I think you need someone who, who, who who's done it at the big, at the top top level. Do you know what I mean? And so Pochettino for me, I wouldn't have him at United personally. Um, Ten Hag, him and Pochettino are kind of like on the same kind of levels for me in terms of like. Like you said, they're a bit unknown, in it, Ten Hag? I think he's a good coach from what I've seen. I need to study him a bit more and all that. Do you know what I mean? He's doing very well in Ajax and his trajectory is just up, upwards. And when and the thing with Chelsea, when they've hired guys like, they've always hired guys on an up, upward trajectory that have gone on and done well. Do you know what I mean? Jose, when he was at Porto, Villas-Boas, and then what, Conte. Do you know what I mean? They've always got guys in that are on that up, up, upward curve and they've always gone on to do pretty well. Tuchel as well, do you know what I mean? Um... Lopetegui, yeah, is what it is. Enrique, though, I think Enrique is interesting. You know, I think he's a proper manager. Him, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I to be honest with you, yeah, I agree. I just don't. I just, yeah, it just seems a little bit pine. For starters, I don't know if you'll come. And secondly, it's like this whole thing of right, okay, we're just gonna wait till after the World Cup. I was like gonna work with signings and all that stuff. I don't know. It seems fraught with problems. If if it was a case of like he'll definitely come, then I'd probably be a bit more keen on it. I just don't think he will. To me, it just seems like it's like. We're adding that name to a list for the sake of it to go look looking at you know a really good manager. One thing I will say quickly on the Tanag as well, I was impressed with the fact that he lost all those players and sort of recovered from it. Like, you know, they lost the they sold um is it the Litz and Van der Beek and um is the other kid? Um Z- Yeah, he real he rebuilt um yeah, he rebuilt yeah. another team, didn't he? Young, yeah, I so that, that that was quite impressive as well. But you know, like yeah. I said, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I'm an expert on Ten Hag like a lot of people that on my timeline have suddenly become. Because you know, <laughs> I've watched about eight Ajax games in my life, to be honest with you. Yeah, now, do you know what? That's what I'm saying. I don't really know too much about him like that, to be honest with you. But what I did notice is I went and checked some of the games I played in just to see some of his big games, what I call big games, which is the derbies and the Champions League. I don't even check the rest of like the original, like what the, what's it called? The Rigid Divisier games and all that against yeah. NAC Brada. And I don't check them matches. Just check the Champions League and the derbies, mate. And do you know what? In all of them, he had more possession, more shots. And I thought, OK, you know what? This guy likes to dominate the game with, with the ball. That's what the stats were telling me. But in terms of sitting down and watching his team week in, week out, I don't think many United fans have done that, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? It is, it is what it is. But yeah, so hopefully this summer we'll find out what's going on there because there's a lot of stuff that needs sorting out at Manchester United. you get me? Um, so it is what it is. And I'll be very surprised if I see Mbolo on the transfer list, you get <laughs> as, a, as a transfer yeah. target for United this summer. Be it, you know what I mean? Be, I, know, I know the power you've got, Pundit. Someone will be reporting that now. <laughs> United with a more... A more... <laughs> nah, no, United, United hey. urged, urged to sign, that'll be it. 
Hey, listen, mate. Yeah. But I'm already questioning the United scouts. You get me? That'll send me into Haywire, bro. Trust me. But um, but yeah, listen, ooh, a nice, a nice little rapid one this week, innit? Like I said, international week and all that. So we have to just wait for these games to be over and then we're back in the top four hunt and the title race, serious things going on over the next few weeks, you know what I mean, in Manchester and that. Um so yeah, but as you know, people, innit, like you know where we're at, innit? Like Apple, Google, Spotify and all of that. And you know who it is, Pundit J, J Motti and Mike's, you know what I mean? Get out on the Twitter as well if you're on there. We're always discussing football and all that type of stuff. Feel me? So yeah, listen, another week gone. Um, and we'll be back again next week as per usual. It's still international week though, isn't it? Or is it finished then? Now nah, we've still we've, we've next weekend we're back to the Premier League, but we've got a week of like it's international week, yeah, leading up to that, I think. Is it? Oh, I see, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. We'll be back next week anyway, discussing whatever goes on this week. You know, what I mean, you know, it goes already. The sunshine was out and all that. Do you know what I mean? Long may it continue spring. Yeah, but listen, we're going to spring out of here. Do you know what I mean? So get get the rhythms flowing and all that. Do you know what I mean? The bear, I seen bees flying about and all that again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Everything's turning nice. But yeah, man, listen, from us free. Until next time, people, enjoy your week, yeah? We're gone. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.